Welcome to this episode of Clinically Press. In this episode, we go down to Riverside Corporate Wellness in La Crosse, Wisconsin. This is an episode we've been looking forward to doing for a while as our uh, co-host AJ uh, has gone down there quite a bit with some classes at UWL and has always come back raving about these guys and the model they have set up and the direction that they're going. So we're really excited to get to sit down with both Michelle's uh, one as the director of education and the other as the director of fitness and we got into just kind of what rcw is in this episode and what they offer uh, really interesting stuff i i personally truly believe this is the way that healthcare should be going and probably is going to need to be going as it's just continuing to get bigger and bigger and it's going to be really hard to sustain at some point here in the near future as we've seen with some other things so this is a great episode, some great insight. Uh, if you're in corporate, this might be something worth looking into, um, developing on your own or contracting out. Uh, just so many good ideas with this. I know we took away a lot that we want to implement ourselves with Clinically Pressed. Um, along with that, please make sure you're checking out Paragon Fitness and Nutrition. Guys are making a huge push on quality of sleep, which is uh, just such an important thing with their blue light blocking glasses, their night gain supplements. Um, use promo code CP15 for 15% off at checkout. They've got some unbelievable deals. Basically, you can set yourself up for the year. Uh, just awesome stuff. Uh, we really highly recommend checking out them. If you can, check us out on iTunes, leave us a review, um, at least give some stars, and also subscribe on YouTube. Enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. We are down at Riverside Corporate Wellness with Michelle Pless, who is their health educator, as well as Michelle McLellan. McLellan. McLellan, sorry. Uh, Director of Corporate Fitness. Uh, we're basically just coming down here to hear what they do, everything that that is. And if you check out their website, which we'll obviously link up, it's a lot. Uh, so we'll get to everything that we possibly can. But I know... Um, our other co-host, who unfortunately is in Missouri right now, has been here several times. Uh, Andrew Jagum, yeah. bring up um, his classes down here, and we'd always hear how great things were. And this is the first time I've been down here, so with that, um, if you guys just want to give a little background on a yourselves, and then b just what is the whole corporate wellness setup? Sure. Uh, well, my name is Michelle Pless, and I'm the health educator at uh, Riverside Corporate Wellness. Uh, we're located down in the Riverside Center buildings. That's where our first and main camp loca location is. And then we also recently, within the past year, have opened up a second fitness facility in Bell Square. Um, and then we also recently, within the past month and a half, opened an alternative therapy suite also within the Bell Square location. Um, so yeah, Riverside Corporate Wellness provides wellness programming to several different downtown businesses within the La Crosse area. Our main and first client is going to be Logistics Health Incorporated. They have what we call our Platinum Pro 
excuse me, Platinum program, which has access to all of our services. Um, our logo, we like to look at it as a compass, and our tagline is choose your direction. Um, and each part of the compass has different, obviously, directions. So we have health education, fitness, alternative therapy, and primary health. Um, and our main philosophy is to promote a culture of health and wellness through education, primary health, alternative therapies, and fitness to make not only the employees healthy, but also their families. So we extend all, all of our services to spouses as well as dependents. Cool. Yeah, and I'm Michelle McLellan. I'm the Director of Corporate Fitness, and my background is in corporate exercise management, and my responsibility is predominantly to the fitness programming, uh, services, staffing, and making sure that our members feel comfortable and confident and safe in the fitness environment and that it is a non-intimidating environment. So regardless of ability and age, um, everyone is welcome and there is a place for them to actually exercise um, at whatever level of ability they're capable of. Wow. Very nice. How does this all tie in? So like with, um, you said the logistics health health is kind of where it started and then is that just like it just blossomed and grew from there to start to include other uh, businesses yeah so um teresa pulvermacher our director of program operations riverside corporate wellness was her brainchild so she was actually working for lhi at the time and noticed a lot of the employees didn't really have the greatest health habits um, so she started off with just basic wellness tips like eating your, fr your fruits and vegetables drinking water why you should take the stairs not the elevator that type of thing eventually the wellness program blossomed into fitness um, we added a small fitness facility and then roughly around the same time we added some massage therapy and chiropractic care as well and then in 2012 we added a primary care health clinic um, that's on site and free for employees to use um, so yeah. Wow. yeah and when we renovated and moved to our location um, in 2008 um, it was recognized that other tenants in the buildings might be interested in participating in the fitness um, offerings. And so we became Riverside Corporate Wellness at that time. And um, the tenants in um, that building participated, Kaplan uh, University or Kaplan Professional, they've been known by a few names, <laughs> and SAP um, joined uh, in the participation of our programs and services. And we've since grown. Yeah, so what does it entail now at the new location at the Bell Center? Um, for the most part, we replicated everything that we're doing now, and um, with that location, we have um, increased our commercial side, so um, or the or the option for renters in the commercial towers of Bell Square, and so with that brought on um, a few new contracts uh, for us in their participation. But otherwise, it's the fitness facility, the health education. Um, and the wellness services. Not everybody has an opportunity to participate in the primary care and it just has to do with whether or not their corporation was interested yet in investing in that. Um, and that's something that continues to be navigated, you know, year by year and, and discussed. Sure. Nice. So they can kind of ch pick and choose what services they want to have for their, for the their most package, part, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Do you see that um, certain corporations or certain businesses typically use the same services or is it just greatly vary? It really depends on the corporation's need. Um, I would say usually the first and foremost program that a corporation will buy into will be fitness. Um, and secondly, would 
probably be a tie between alternative therapy or health education, just depending, again, on what the need is for the employees. Cool. So, I've got lots no, of questions. I'll keep, keep going. going. <laughs> just keep going. So with the health education, then, mm -hmm. do they like give you... Um, do they just say, okay, educate our, our employees? Is that basically it? Or do they have some like direction where they say, well, I, I feel like this would be important for our particular employee population? Um, so I think at first, a lot of the corporations just say, hey, let's educate our employees on health. Um, we provide weekly wellness communications that focus on not only fitness or nutrition, but also health education topics, such as why women should get mammograms on an annual basis after the age of 40 or why getting seven to nine hours of sleep is important. Um, so we do the weekly wellness communication. Um, I also do tobacco cessation with a lot of employees. Um, so I can offer either individual counseling sessions for tobacco cessation or e-cigarette cessation, um, as well as I offer a group 10-week tobacco cessation program. And a lot of corporations also include free nicotine replacement for those participants, which makes quitting a lot easier for people. For sure. Um, and then we also provide other educational forums, such as, um, like, they're called brown bag luncheons, so basically a one-hour seminar where we bring in a speaker to talk on various wellness topics, such as mental health or physical health, alternative therapies. Um, we also cover financial wellness, which is important for a lot of people, too. Um, so every year, a lot of our corporations also um, promote a personal health assessment for their employees. So uh, after the personal health assessment is completed by an employee, we get the aggregate data, and we pick and choose what information would be most applicable for us to structure our programming around. So um, we usually see a lot of employers with higher cholesterol so we'll focus on educational tips on lowering your cholesterol and why sleep is important and information like that very cool what have you guys seen as like your biggest i'm trying to think <coughs> impact when it comes to that stuff because i mean education is probably the key to most of it but everybody seems to struggle with whether they get started or they keep going or mm -hmm. have you found anything that you guys have implemented that seems to get more results for lack or compliance? That's a good question. I feel like we try a lot of different things and not everything sticks and everybody's right. a little bit different, but we've had really good um, success with nutrition. Uh, we have a registered dietitian on board and he's promoting a nutrition university every month. It's a different topic and um, they meet weekly, um, but it has a kind of a theme for that month. And so we're rec recognizing that people really gravitate towards, you know, what's healthy eating and, and how do I prepare it and what does this mean? And um, so that, that's been successful, but I think that because everybody eats, everybody's interested in that. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is, you know, Michelle does some behavioral screening and intervention in our clinic and she helps kind of connect the dots with patients um, you know, figuring out where there might be a gap in their learning or um, just becoming familiar or acclimated to the different types of programs that are out there so that they can become um, the owners of their own health. And so I think that's helped us a lot too, is being able to kind of give people some direction and connect them with the right people in our, our provider network, if you will, our, our whole program. So um, it's it varies, I guess. And, and I think a lot of it 
um, through the health education um, communications weekly. You never know what, what is a hot topic that everybody's going to respond to. And so right. we, we find that interesting, too. I mean, we can put out a Fitbit and not hear anything. And then a couple months later, some other topic comes out. And the next thing I know, my mailbox is flooded and my trainers are getting a lot of questions. So um, we don't really know exactly for <laughs> sure. It's, al- it's always different. But um, people are reading and that's kind of cool. Another thing I think that has really struck a chord with people is um, fitness center incentives or challenges. Um, right sure. now, we have a RCW version of a World Cup challenge going on, and we always get anywhere between 50 and 100 participants. And usually, if there's a prize involved, the number <laughs> of participants is going to go up. Um, but yeah, that out, like usually, if we do a fitness center challenge, it brings in a lot of. Um, different participants than normal so it's nice to see new faces and kind of get them exposed to different parts Mm -hmm. of our wellness program that they wouldn't normally take part in so are all these programs just optional for said employees Mm -hmm. and they can just yeah choose if they want to do it it's just it's literally a menu of options and they pick and choose what they want to participate in and um we always love to see when spouses and dependents get involved too because that means the whole family's involved so it's great probably makes it easier for the the other spouse that's mm-hmm. an employee if, you know they yep. have that support at home yep. and you yes. know it's, yeah yeah cool so from like it's it's really neat to see all the the impact that you have on a individual basis you know, like affecting all these people's lives do you when you're like proposing this to a business like what are the benefits to the business side because i'm sure they're is benefits to them too for like employee satisfaction and productivity and all that side of things. So, um, yeah. What have, what have you guys seen there? Well, I think it starts with employee satisfaction and them feeling valued and they have an opportunity to get out and kind of socialize as well as, you know, de-stress if you will. And then, um, improve their own physical fitness and whether that's in fitness activity or whether it's learning through health education I think that it's employee morale that is definitely visible Um, and I think that you know depending on how deep you go with the data that is returned it can make a difference on some of their insurance claims and so on and so forth and and it can be a leveraging tool for um, health insurance premiums in the next year you know depending on kind of what's available to that corporation but um, we've seen evidence demonstrated that there have, have been changes for um, some of our large corporations and, and financial savings towards that. But, you know, just seeing, you know, decreased level of absenteeism, um, having our, you know, for those corporations that participate or businesses that participate in our primary care, we're definitely seeing that people are more eager to pay attention to their health because it's available to them and it's less time away from their desk because of its location on site. Right. Um, so that's made a big difference and especially for our female population who are expecting children and um, the opportunity to um, in their later, you know, trimester, last trimester prior to delivering, you know, their, their appointments are very short, but the amount of time that it takes to leave your desk, to go to the clinic, to do that appointment and to get back and to find parking sometimes can take up, you know, two, three, four hours in a day. And so with it being located here, it's made a lot of a difference in terms of managing their time and just being timely with the rest of their, their day and their work schedule. So 
I think that's probably one of the bigger things that our, our participating corporations have recognized. Like, wow, you know, this is really a nice, uh, convenient opportunity for these these employees. For sure, I could see the the comfort level too being a lot better here than having to you know go into a, a more rigid hospital or something like that where yeah. they can yeah. Just and hospitals are always on time, so <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Very nice. That's cool. You're on a roll, so I'll just gonna let you keep going. <laughs> so, I guess um, where where do you guys see this continuing? Because I, I feel like it's a tremendous example to set. You know, I, your model is just awesome, and you're talking about like the health insurance mm-hmm. type things and. I would like it to to go that that way for you know health insurance to to lower premiums for people that are taking care of themselves more. But um, do you guys see that foresee that happening on a larger scale, like this continuing to grow or this model for other corporations? We would love to see it continue to grow. Um, I've been with Riverside Corporate Wellness for almost four years, and in the four years I've been here, it has grown tremendously. So I was just looking at your guys' site and the amount of people on it, yep. and it just kept going. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised in a good way, but yeah. So I would hope in the next four, you know, four to ten years, that it just doubles, triples, quadruples. Um, that would be my ideal situation. Yeah, I think that um, you know our executive leadership demonstrates you know um, something of value and um, I think his colleagues in the area are kind of paying attention to that and and in some situations they're applying that to their own workforce um, perhaps not at the same level but um, Michelle has been working with Welcoa towards a Well County initiative in uh, what is it 22 different area mm-hmm. businesses um, demonstrating some form of worksite wellness programming that's being offered so that La Crosse County can be recognized as a Well County and so that kind of you know was born out of um, us participating in in Welcoa and demonstrating worksite wellness and uh, to these these corporations here and I think it's people are paying attention and um, then you have somebody like Michelle who's you know an advocate for that with other leaders in the community I think that that's something um, that it's a movement and it, and it's continuing to spread and hopefully you know we see this in other corporations whether it's through our services or their own but you know of course we would like to continue seeing it happen you know as us being the providers but um, at the end of the day I think all of us who provide these services or or this is our career chosen profession um, want to just see people healthy you know whatever whatever that is yeah, I think you guys are on the front end of it and who knows when it's gonna happen but I know there's been a lot of people talking about when healthcare in and of itself just gets too big and breaks that if you can get on the front side of it and figure out how to implement it and like you said make it cost effective and whatnot those people are going to do very very well for themselves yet still benefiting everybody else for sure yeah common goal uh so what type of you know you talk about the nutrition and i'm sure a lot of that what we run into is just like um motivating people or getting them to kind of like implement this because i think a lot of people know yeah i should shouldn't eat this i should eat this but how how have you guys found ways to kind of help people make that part of a lifestyle more than just like a temporary change 
I think offering a non-judgmental environment is extremely helpful. Um, weight and fitness, they can be very touchy subjects. So if we open ourselves up to just being non-judgmental and um, being welcoming, I think that really helps people take that first step to say, hey, I, I need some help with some general nutrition information or I do need a, a fitness program to help me lose a little weight or get in better shape. Um, I think that definitely helps. It sounds like nothing's like cookie cutter mm-hmm. when it comes to any of this. No. And I think that's no. huge. We talk about that all the time, that just the extremism from yeah. one side to the other that everybody has to be this or else you're doing it wrong right. yeah and it just it doesn't work it's gonna break because it, it's just not meant for everybody right because everybody just responds so differently to things yeah and i think that a big part of that nutrition component when we talk about non-judgmental or any of our programs but when you ask the question how do you get people on board with nutrition and actually get them into action and applying it um our registered dietitian, Jordan Murray, does a fabulous job in that he does that one-on-one counseling. He does that nutrition university and group settings. Um, he's he's very creative in, in how he, he reaches people. He's just started a book club. You don't have to read the book to participate in the conversation at the end of the reading of it, if you will, and he provides all the notes. He also goes so far as doing grocery store tours, mm-hmm. um, and he does some cooking classes and demonstrations that way. So, um, and he's always writing blogs, you know. So, uh, he's willing to pretty much meet people wherever they are. And if you're, you know, you have a favorite food or habit or ethnic, you know, dish, the goal is not to take it away from you. It's to try to figure out how can you incorporate that right. and and still be on the healthier side of your nutritional intake to to fuel your body to do what it needs to do and to function so um and i think that that's just one example so i think that in all of our other programs our providers do something similar in in their own way so it's just meeting them in a place where they're at and um being open to kind of helping them being non-judgmental about it and and being creative as to how how you're going to address it and it like you said it's not cookie cutter it's not just you know one way is tried and true it's however it works for each individual right it's a lot of options for people to to have that, yeah. that's great i'm curious what the alternative therapies are just because of <laughs> in the world today <laughs> there the alternative therapies could mean absolutely anything <laughs> so just out of morbid curiosity more than anything well, it's an approach to um, non-traditional medicine, I guess. So, you know, for some people, they may need, um, you know, s- something along the lines of massage therapy, mm-hmm. you know, an adjunct with something that might be traditional medicine. We've recently um, brought on board somebody who practices acupuncture. Okay. Um, we do chiropractic care here as well. And we have on site a physical therapist, although he wouldn't be considered um, alternative therapy. He is available on on site here, and um, he's at a, a reduced cost, if you will, you know, as compared to what might be seen in fees in a clinic or the hospital. Right. And um, getting to see him um, doesn't require a lot of hoops, or it doesn't require you to be referred you can go directly to him as any of the other providers so um, those are some of our alternative therapists and um, we're incorporating some one-on-one yoga for specialty areas of pain or issues with movement so um, that's new to us and again or I guess it's returning to us in um, small group settings or one-on-one delivery and is there something else I'm 
forgetting meditation oh i do i do some meditation i think that that's become a big thing around here is creating a mindful awareness of just your surroundings and an ability to learn how to relax uh give yourself an opportunity to kind of clear the clutter from the corners of your brain and um and give yourself that time to just kind of decompress and and take care of yourself first and and learn when you've reached a point where maybe you need to step away we know that the people that we serve um, have very stressful jobs and they don't get to just completely wipe that away from the next call that they take or the next meeting that they have to attend and so sometimes giving them a chance to learn how to um, kind of be in that space of um, some of the stress and learn to de-stress from it and kind of reduce some of that um, I guess anxiety that you might discover or be a result of the the, the work that they have to do um, is a is something that's important. It's nice how easy the access is for for all the employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. What else you got? <clears throat> um, well, th- there were one one question. In comparing to other corporate wellness, are you guys different than maybe another group that is doing uh, a corporate wellness type uh, business, I guess? Or do you guys do things differently? Or like you said, everybody's kind of in it for the same goal. Or are you familiar with anybody else doing a similar service? I don't know that I can say that I'm completely familiar with what others are doing for sure. I just know that for us, uh, we follow... Um, kind of a corporate wellness home model and so the goal is to basically take any individual wherever they are whatever portion of their um, wellness compass they step into the remaining providers kind of step up and and connect some of the dots where they need that assistance and so it's kind of that cohesive care you know if somebody presents to me in the fitness center Um, and they do fitness coaching and I discover that they need you know some additional attention maybe through primary care or maybe they need some health education or um, you know maybe they do need to see a chiropractor I'm planting some of those seeds and maybe talking to some of those other providers to see if we can't get them some additional help and for the most part um, outside of our alternative therapies there is no fee associated with the services we provide but because our alternative therapists are actually independently contracted and agreeing to work with us they do charge a fee for their service but their service fees are really quite reduced in comparison to what you might see in commercial industry right so um, they have they have the convenience of access to all of these providers and we can make that happen really quickly. Um, I'm not sure about other corporate wellness programming. I would say that a lot of uh, corporate wellness programming seems to be in the physical fitness kind of component as well as the health education. Um, I'm not sure if they have that alternative therapy option um, and and likelihood is they can refer to clinics for primary care options, but they can't directly connect them with an appointment, you know, like we could potentially do sure. much quicker. So that that's what makes us a little bit different. We can move a little bit quicker through the system. We can get somebody where they need to be and the help that they need in a very short amount of time. That's really nice. I feel like that's a huge barrier a lot of times where you have to wait, you know, and then something happens or it falls through the cracks or Absolutely. people change their mind. So that's, that's huge. You can call for an appointment two and a half weeks out. 
Yeah. I think a That's prime I think a prime example is we have a behavioral health specialist on staff in as part of our primary care clinic. Um, her services are completely free and the greatest piece about that is that she has really quick appointment turnaround time so if someone's in a mental health crisis they're not going to be waiting weeks to months to be seen they'll be seen either later today or earlier tomorrow based on like appointments other scheduled appointments but i think that's probably the greatest part of the clinic is we do serve mental health and we serve it pretty quickly that's so. awesome because they're going to need it mm-hmm. now yep. they don't need it yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah just for you guys to be aware of that and staff it appropriately sure. mm-hmm. to be able to do that i think you know it's one thing to offer the service and it's the next thing to offer it in a timely like because mm-hmm. yep. everybody's now yesterday mm-hmm. in the world and i think it gets neglected a lot too because it's not something physical that you can tangibly touch or feel mm-hmm. where you're talking about the the mindset and and mm-hmm. all that stuff it it gets brushed into the rug mm-hmm. way too easily, I think, right. a lot. So yep. that's that's great. Cool. Another question on the, the fitness side. So um, we've talked a lot about, you know, the programs and other things. So do people come and say, I've got this goal of, you know, losing 10 pounds or um, – you just go based on a goal or do some people say, you know, I want to compete in this, run a half marathon or something. It can be anything, you know, just depending on what it is they're after, what their goal is. For some people, it's just simply to fall into a regular routine and maybe have somebody to be accountable to, you know, just to say, Hey, I'm here. They feel like they need that for other people. They are training for a marathon, a half marathon, maybe a 5k, you know, so Mm -hmm. it just depends on their goal. But, um, I would say a lot of times people uh, with, a, with a big goal in mind where they feel like they need some assistance in navigating that, they schedule a fitness coaching appointment or they're having a conversation with a trainer and the trainer is saying, you know, why don't you sit down and, and make a fitness coaching appointment and see if you know, we can put together a plan of action so that we aren't missing anything that you'd like to accomplish. And so um, I think that for a lot of people, they just need... Um, gets validation that maybe what they're thinking is correct because mm-hmm. I would say more often than not people come in and they they have a good sense uh, of what it is that their body needs or what their their lifestyle needs and and the changes that may need to be made and and so then it's just a matter of sitting down and having that conversation and and pointing them in the right direction or connecting them with the right with the right people and opening that up because I think that's the biggest barrier you go to another gym you got to pay your monthly membership and then an extra several hundred dollars to just even hang out and talk to someone to get that advice and when you can eliminate that how much easier is it and then to have the access to all the right. other avenues mm-hmm. that you guys have that's totally very special cool i think i'm questioned out joel well we got a couple minutes before you gotta run yep. for a yoga class so unless there's something else you guys want to make sure that we hit or cover we can kind of jump into our clinically pressed questions <laughs> no, I, I can't, I can't think of anything. Uh, so the first one is uh, something that you believe in that others may not. Could be health and fitness related, or just in general. We're always curious. We've had some totally off the wall ones. Yes, so. we have. <laughs> so something that we believe in that perhaps other people don't. Right. Yep. Hmm. Wow. And it, I mean, it doesn't have to be completely exclusive because that's pretty tough these days. Yeah. But yeah. we've had people go from aliens to <laughs> all kinds of stuff. 
Hmm. Well, it's certainly, you know, I know that a lot of people think that, um, well, this is a world, this is a society that's instant gratification. Yep. And so I think they think for, um, you know, a few hours of effort over the course of a few weeks, there, there should be responding to whatever is taking place. And, um, and although commercials will tell you that you, <laughs> you can do this, um, I guess, you know, I don't know that that's something others wouldn't believe, but it does take time and it is a journey and it's something that requires, you know, just small steps at a time. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is a lot of times people come in and they say, I want to lose and it's an exorbitant amount of weight and they want to do it in a very short amount of time and they have a very aggressive plan in mind and and that's good and great um, to set some really strong and high goals. But at the end of the day, it comes down to just making one small change and trying to stick with that for a period of time before you add another change and kind of settle into it and, and recognize that you may have some missteps, you may have some backward steps, but as long as you're realizing that those are happening and that you're going to, you know, step forward in the next day or, or keep that on the radar, um, you can accomplish some of these goals. But um, it's it's just kind of like taking it one day at a time and, and navigating it in terms of, we say it all the time, it's a journey, it's not a race, you know, it's a lifestyle. Um, So I don't know that that's a myth or anything people don't believe, but um, it is the truth. And we see that our greatest successes are really found in very simple things, like just getting somebody to pack a lunch as compared to spending money on a processed lunch or whatever the case might be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. I guess I would say the same thing. I always tell my smokers, um, you didn't get to be a pack a day smoker overnight, so don't expect it to go in reverse the same. Um, it's just yeah, baby steps is really what it takes, and yeah, just it's consistency. a good reminder, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. You guys have a uh, take or three take home tips that you would suggest, or um, it, c- it can be related to to your respective area. Mm-hmm three take-home tips. I guess we talk about the fitness triangle a lot in uh, health coaching where it's talking about your energy intake or your nutrition, paying attention to your energy output or your your physical activity. And then the most important part of that base of that triangle is your rest and recovery and sleep. And so, you know, you have to have a an awareness of each of one of those and all sides of that triangle may not be equal um, at various stages of your life. If you're a new parent, you're going to recognize that that sleep portion is very <laughs> tiny <laughs> and your intake so for I've food heard. might be ginormous and your output for energy expenditure isn't going to be the greatest. But recognizing that they're all important and at some point in time, you know, you want to try to even those out to the best of your ability um, is is probably uh, three takeaway tips: paying oh, attention, good, good. <laughs> nutrition, fitness, it. and sleep. Something like that before. That was a good one. I think she said it. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Fair enough. Yeah. Most influential fitness purchase for around a hundred bucks, and if you can't think fitness, anything. Oh, we were that. laughing about this this morning. I was asking, I'm like, what do you guys think? And. Um, I'm always inclined to say you don't need any fitness equipment. You just need motivation in yourself and, you know, determination to actually just move and uh, uh, gross m- muscle movement, I guess, if you will. You know, you can you can work out with rocks and sticks. That was a joke in our fitness facility back in 2007 <laughs> when it was really tiny. Um, but we all agreed that you know dumbbells are a good is a, is a good place to start a, a lower weight and a moderate weight and you can pretty much put together anything um 
So I know there's a, a lot of magical tools out there, and my kids are of the age where they're like, hey, mom, have you seen? And I'm like, yeah, you, you, know, you can spend <laughs> your money on that, but I think you can do it another way. Uh, so I, I don't know. I might be missing something, but I'm kind of old school. <laughs> I like Fair it. enough. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, can you buy motivation? Is that something? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called coffee. Yes, there you, there you go. go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. That Maybe works. A motivational book or something. There you go. Which takes us right into our next one. So, well do you guys have book recommendations? I saw that and I was like, I, my reading lately has not been anything that anybody would be excited about. But a book <laughs> that I had read recently was The Nature Fix by Florence Williams. So I wrote these notes down and it's um, just really about how you can become happier, healthier and more creative by spending some time in nature and what it does for our bodies physically as well as mentally. Um, and I highly recommend it. I, I think I have more pages underlined and bookmarked than any other book that I've read in a long time. But um, it was a great book. It was I a haven't great read. I heard of that one. That's good. Yeah, get outside. Spend some time outside. We spend so much time at our offices and commuting and our kids are finding you know that they're on gaming devices right. and and their own computers for school as well as for fun and i just think that sometimes we forget that we have a whole world that's outside that you can get um whether it's physical recreation or if it's just an opportunity to decompress and and be part of fresh air and and green grass and there's something to be said about the soil there's mm -hmm. you know just being in nature is is really good for you physically mentally and emotionally i haven't read too much on it but i've always been interested in the concept of like earthing with like the grass and the ground and mm -hmm. like going on barefoot to like balance out your the electrical <laughs> flow yeah. i again it, i don't know and enough and about there it is but merit to that and i've yeah, yeah I've seen different things and i haven't messed with it I've wanted to when I've traveled, but finding grass wasn't always easy um, <laughs> to go try and just see if it helps kind of reset you, balance you out. Well, and that's interesting because, you know, we're I have some notes on this, too, and they were just commenting about the fact that, you know, you spend a little bit of time in a park, it can make all the difference in the world. Um, they were saying most people get a lot of benefit from city parks as little as five hours a month can do the trick. Oh, and, wow. you know, we're living in urban societies that... Uh, just surrounded by concrete, you know, it, it's not doing us any good. And, and um, so having exposure to the outdoor environment can can make a huge difference in um, cognitive performance as well as um, demonstrating the reduction of cortisol and stress hormones, you know. So I, I'm always about, if you can get outside, get outside. For we always sure. talk about doing outdoor meetings, and sometimes that happens, but I would say more often than not, we're so um, rigid in our environment to paying attention to our typing and our computers and so on and so forth it's easier to stay inside yeah I like it. and we shouldn't yeah. get out <laughs> our reiki therapist told me i need to get out and ground a little bit and she told me to get out and i need to do that more so i try and walk around barefoot every time i can at home and yeah. through the backyard just yeah. because um i am actually reading a book called the easy way to quit smoking by alan carr i believe um and it's just a really interesting take on giving advice of how to quit smoking um and he kind of just goes through and debunks a lot of the common quitting smoking excuses and myths okay. and um he just kind of calls out people's bs which i really <laughs> appreciate there you, go. <laughs> you can't you, you got to do that with smokers sometimes i'm sure it makes it entertaining mm -hmm. a good reason absolutely too. cool um should we 
hit the next. So I'd be curious about the next one. We can yeah. potentially bypass the last one. Okay, sounds good. So, so one more here. In your area of expertise, <coughs> um, how would you make what you do that is complicated, something that you do that is complicated, how would you make that simple? I feel like you guys have kind of touched on you, this. Our, my, still my favorite one, one is our, our runner who said just left foot in front of right or one foot in front of the other yeah that's how we yeah. broke it down kind of alluded to that i think it's well. yeah i think i kind of had some notes just you know don't assume that you know everybody has an understanding it's always going back to the foundations and the basics and just teaching it step by step and because it can be overwhelming regardless of whether you're talking about smoking cessation or if it's fitness or if it's nutrition um you get to a certain level of your profession that you just kind of assume every everyone understands the language of the process and so just backing it up giving some foundational information on it and um, and walking through it step by step I think what's important to remember is that at one point everybody was a beginner in something so just because someone might be you know an avid weightlifter doesn't mean they've always been like that right. so sure. um, everybody starts off at some point so just kind of keeping that in mind that you too can get to be at that level someday you just have to start definitely the important part that's great advice awesome well we think we should wrap up quick because michelle's got to run here but uh, maybe in the future we could do a follow-up yeah delve in Mm -hmm. a little bit further sure sure um anything to plug or where to find you guys best places to get more information um, that we can link up yeah so our website is just riversidecorporatewellness.com um, it's a really great resource um, you can send us a message on there and we can give you more information on our corporation and our philosophies um, we have an instagram and twitter it's at rcw lacrosse and then we also have facebook um, just riverside corporate wellness um, find us there and give us a shout sounds good awesome thanks ladies yeah yeah you Thank bet you. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Press. Go to clinicallypress.com for full show notes and links to everything that was covered in this episode. While you're there, you have access to all of our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Press on YouTube and any other podcast outlet. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or review on how we are doing, we would greatly appreciate it. To get more free content delivered to your inbox, sign up for Total Athletic Therapy Newsletter. You'll get direct links to all Clinically Pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated, simple, and optimized performance. Thank you for listening, and see you next episode.